What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. My name is Zach Clinton. I'll be your host. And as we continue to grow, I'll have friends joining me each week to interview some of the leading experts in the fields of motivational speaking, mental health, ministry, and even sports. Our goal is to instill hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through your life today. And our prayer is that after each episode, you'd be more equipped and encouraged to look, love, and live more like Christ from the inside out. That's our definition of what it means to be built different. So I hope you're ready. You better buckle up. Let's roll. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Built Different Podcast. This is Garrett, one of the co-hosts, and I am so excited to be sharing with you an incredible interview. Joining us today is a new friend of mine. She's a speaker, a writer. She's the host of More with Nikki Dutton podcast. The one and only Nikki Dutton is with us today. We're going to hear an incredible interview all about what it means to experience more in your walk with God, your relationship with others, and how to live in the tension of joy and sorrow, especially when our circumstances don't always go the way we expect them to. Before we get started, I just want to take a moment and read a verse out of Ephesians. It's a verse that Nikki does spend some time in. It's Ephesians 3.20, and it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I love this verse. We consider wanting more in our lives. I believe it is truly an invitation for us to walk more closely with Jesus. You know, we've all experienced tension, restlessness, and and that feeling of not being satisfied with the status quo, where we're currently at in our own lives. I truly believe that that tension, the restlessness, sometimes the, 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 the unsatisfied feeling, it is the power of God at work in us, as Ephesians says. And when we wrestle with that tension and move forward in obedience to experience more of God in our lives, that is truly where he begins the work of immeasurably more. So as we head into the interview, just listen and think about the areas in which you feel a level of, of, of tension and, and areas where you're wrestling, because that could be the very area where God is wanting to have you experience more of him in, in closeness and proximity to his presence, or even a, a more, um, just ex- better experience with the community around you. So let's go now to our interview with Nikki Dutton. Everyone, please welcome Nikki Dutton to the podcast. Nikki, we're so excited to have you. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys for having me here. I'm so excited to get to meet the Built Different community. And yeah, this is just an honor. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, it is fun. We uh, we have some really cool connections. We've worked together in the past, um, but I think you have a really unique voice right now. Um, you Not many people, I think, in our audience know who you are. You're a speaker you're a writer. You have your own podcast. Nikki, tell us a little bit about you and what you have going on and what God's doing in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just as surprised as anybody. I mean, I feel like eight-year-old me never would have known that this is what 30-year-old me would have looked like. But yeah, my name is Nikki Dutton. I live in Columbus, Georgia with my husband, Scott, and we have a dog, Scout, and a cat, Trooper. And it's been a wild couple of years. We've moved coast to coast. So we've lived in three states, four cities in the last three years, which is crazy. And we just like loaded the dog and cat up and they've just been like along for that ride. So that's been a big part of our story recently. 
currently, uh, but my full-time job is actually with a global anti-human trafficking organization called A21. And then the podcasting, the speaking, the writing, all of that is just on the side is kind of my passion projects and have been doing of some form of that for the last 10 years, which is crazy. It's crazy that I'm even old enough to be able to say that I've been doing that for the last 10 years, but it's an absolute joy. I just love people and I love words and I love kind of using those things to have the Lord interact with our lives. Yeah. Your podcast is the more with Nikki Dutton podcast. You've been doing it for quite some time now. Uh, you've got some awesome interviews out there, Nikki, but it's no secret that when people interact with you, when people meet you, whether at speaking engagements on your podcast, you have this desire for people to experience more in their life, whether it's through faith and their spiritual walk, whether it's in their relationships, their home, or even just individually, you have this passion for people to experience more. And so I kind of want to talk about that today. I want to lay a framework for people who are listening, who maybe just have some, some areas in life where they just want to experience more. That, that's your desire. That's what you speak into. Tell us, what is sort of the, the framework for this more, the experiencing more in those areas of our lives? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the whole idea of more actually came in the beginning of 2020. So I'm one of those people that when I'm going into a new year, like we're about to do, I like to ask the Lord, do you have a word or is there just a theme or a story or something that I can focus on as I go into the next year? And it's kind of funny to think back to, you know, December 2019, January 2020, like we all were setting like our 2020 vision, which is funny considering what happened that year. I don't think any of us anticipated what was going to come next. But right. as I was kind of wrestling through that for the new year, this idea of more had come to my mind. And that really came out of just in my life. Like I am someone who I don't want just the surface level. Like I want to truly know it, whether that's with scripture or with people, I want to really know like the full meaning behind something. And when it comes to our faith, I want as much as I can have from the Lord. I don't want to miss this life that we get here. And so that's really where this idea of more came from. But I do think there are a few things that I've learned along the way that I didn't expect. And one of those things is that this more lifestyle or this more mindset can look very different than what we expect. And I'll talk about that more in a little bit, but more can really come out of suffering and challenge and these unexpected twists and turns in our story, which that's not where I would have located it. I didn't think that's where more would be found, but that's what I've learned so far. And then also, I think it's important for anyone listening to know it's available to all of us. This is something that all of us have access to. It's not reserved for a certain nation or a certain people or a certain personality type. Like it is truly something that we all have access to. And I think it continues to develop over a lifetime. So not becoming frustrated if you don't have this whole thing figured out, you know, in the next 12 months. Right. I think that is, that's so awesome. Like you, you, you said something so, so, you know, purposeful there. Something that we believe here at Built Different is is impactful in how we how we live and how we we operate. And it's this idea that sometimes more, the more that we want to experience in life can come out of seasons that we least expected that that oh hundred percent. Whether it's pain, whether it's you know triumph, whether it's uncertainty, more can come from the things that we least from the places where we least expect them to come. I really do think 
I'm 28. I'm a millennial. I'm in my career. A lot of our listeners are, are, are just, they cross the spectrum, whether they're, you know, Gen Z or they're older and advancing in their career. Um, millennials like myself, like we've all come in contact with seasons of just feeling unsatisfied, maybe feeling stuck, maybe feeling like we don't know where else to go, but where we're at really isn't doing it for us. And if we stay here any longer, we're going to go crazy, right? Right. Nikki, was there a moment in your life where, where this sort of changed? I know you talked about the beginning of the year, 2019, this, this concept of more sort of being the, the thing that really was your word for the year, but was there a moment or a, a situation that came that you said, I, I want to live out this whole more piece? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, just to kind of give a little bit of my background and timeline, I was referencing the end of 2019 and where this kind of came from was actually from some things that happened to me in 2018. So my husband, Scott and I were engaged, we were preparing to get married and that's like so much fun. You know, you're planning this massive party with your friends and your family and you're just looking forward to this new change in your life. Like it is supposed to be one of the best times of your life and one of the most just fun and filled seasons. And during our engagement season, my dad was very, very sick. So he had gotten very, very sick. And my family was just walking through a lot. Honestly, both my husband, Scott and I's families were just navigating so much. And so the season that was supposed to have all of this like sparkle and fun and whatever to it was really a struggle. I mean, every day kind of felt like we were just pushing forward, pushing forward to this wedding day. And then I remember we got to our wedding day and I, you know, my friends that were my bridesmaids, they came in and they like, yeah, it's your wedding day. There's like confetti. It's so fun. They like woke me up for that morning. And then they were like, but we also need to let you know that we just spoke to your mom and your dad is actually in the hospital today. So he's not going to be present today. And I knew that that was the best place for him to be at that time. But obviously that was just so hard. So again, you have this, this moment, this day that you've been building up for that you're having so much expectation for, and it just looks really, really different. And I remember walking through that season and that day holding both this joy and celebration, but also this just like grief and loss, like both at the same time, one in one hand and one in the other. And that continued into our the rest of 2018 into that year because my father actually passed a month after we got married, which is just so sad. It, it's so sad. It's so unexpected. And I think that this idea of more really came from that season because now as someone who had been a part of the Christian faith for years, who had been to undergrad at a Christian university, who had had biblical training, all of the sermons and the learning and all of the experiences that I had had in the faith, I needed more. I needed more from the Lord. I needed more presence. I needed more strength. I needed God to help me dream new dreams and understand how to navigate these things at the same time, because in my own human self, I just didn't have the capacity to do that well on my own. And even some of those things that people say in those suffering seasons that are so well-meaning, like I just needed more than that. So, you know, like God's going to come through. That's so true, but I need to know why and how, and like what tells me that that can be true. So I think with that being my 2018 and kind of 2019 as well, 
coming into 2020, that's really where this idea of more was birthed out of is that I wanted to know the truth of who God was. And I needed to stand on something that I was fully convinced of and not something just that I had learned or picked up along the way. It was, I needed more than just like a habit or a rhythm of faith. I needed to truly be rooted and understand who this God was and how I could know he was for me. And where I found that was through a lot of people. There are people that I've encountered in my life that I have seen that in them. They have been through suffering seasons and yet they still have this firm faith or they still have this I, I don't know. It's like this unexplainable aspect about them that you're just drawn to them. And when they talk about the Lord, it sounds like they're talking about someone they know, not just this far off God. And I mean, I have so many people in my life that have represented that space. And that is where really the podcast came from is then from that I was telling Scott over and over, I just have this idea, like how cool would it be to record conversations with these people and then just to have them for myself. And if anyone wants to listen, like that's cool too. And that's where the podcast came from. The more podcast is just this collection of us in this community that are really wrestling with those big questions, but we believe that there is more and that we have access to that. And these people just represent different slices of what that looks like. That's so awesome. I, and and thank, thank you for sharing that season of, of grief. You know, you really truly have lived out this idea that you don't just experience more in the, in the moments that are high, but also the spirit, the, the, the moments and the experiences that are, that are low. Um, you know, I, I was thinking through, as you were talking, like s- scripture is so clear um, that God does desire for us to experience more with him, um, to experience more out of this life um, that he's called us to. Um, you talk about time in his presence and, and that being so you know, huge in, in your development of experiencing more with him, wrestling. You know, I think so many times within our Christian faith, we, we sort of want the, the sweet side of everything. We want the cherry on top. And we just want things to be smooth sailing, but that's not what is, is promised to us at all. And it's, it's not the reality of what this world holds. And so in all of that, like when you, you, you mentioned like joy in one hand and sorrow in the, the other, how do you have such a, a level headed view of this? How does someone listening today say, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with where I'm at. I've got some hard things going on or, I don't like where my life is headed and I want to experience more, but they do it in a way that is, I don't know, level-headed. And what do you say to that person? How, what are some practical steps that they can take to, to make those things happen for themselves? Yeah. I mean, I think one thing that has been helpful to me has been, and this is a huge shout out to my counselor and my mentors <laughs> that helped me think better, um, help me think in a more healthy way. I think one aspect of that has been knowing that we have room. It is expected and it is appropriate and it is allowed for us to wrestle with this experience of life here and who we know God to be. So knowing, I had one um, mentor say to me recently, you're not going to break heaven with your feelings. You're not going to break earth with your, your frustration or your anger. We have a God that can handle that. 
And I think sometimes I can try to protect God from those hard feelings. Um, I'd never want to be disrespectful or I never want to be anything wrong towards God, but he's our father. So we really have room to be honest with how we're feeling and what we're experiencing. And we can give that to him. You know, scripture says that we can cast our cares on the Lord because he cares for us. And there's so many other scriptures that talk about that we can bring our prayers and petitions to God, that he's close to the brokenhearted. So that's the thing about more, right? Is it's like you would expect it to be in the palace where like, I just have this like picture of this king who just is surrounded by wealth, but it seems like actually Christ and more is found in the low places. It's found in the places where there is suffering and where there is struggle and there is strife. It It's interesting for me to think about if Jesus were in the flesh right now, where would we find him? I don't think it's where we think. I think it's in different places. And so that's true for us emotionally and spiritually as well. So for me, my personality type, if anyone's an Enneagram, is a seven, which like is avoid pain at all costs. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And and I'm a four. So so four in the Enneagram, it's like we we wather in the pain and we yeah. love to just stay there. And so we need sevens in our lives. <sighs> but then the seven would say, we also need the fours. To oh, kind of- totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so as someone who has become aware that my tendency in a painful situation is just to act like it doesn't exist, that doesn't provide a lot of resolution. So something I would say to someone who is struggling right now is a a really good first step is just that self-awareness of knowing what's your tendency. Like what's your tendency when you feel frustrated or stuck or unsatisfied? What do you do? Do you distract yourself? Do you, like you said, just like absorb it all and like just stay in it? What do you do? And from there, then you know, you can look at resources, you can find people. I'm sure this podcast is amazingly helpful in this way to help you know, well, what are some things I can do to get myself out of that hurt or that hang up or that habit? And that can express itself in community, that can express itself in relationships, in faith, in physical form and where you hold stress. Like it can express itself in a lot of different ways. But if you're looking to find more, I think that's a really good place to start is just by being honest with where you're at and what are the things that are kind of tripping you up? What tripped me up? And then having this experience with God where you can be totally honest with him and then honest with others that you can trust in your life to help you move through that. And the beauty is that at the end of that, you land in a place that is just so much more deeply rooted than where you ever started right i i I love that idea you know you've got to you got to take assessment where are you right now you're you're unhappy with where you're at in your current season take pen and paper take out the notes app on your phone what right now is making you so unsatisfied what situation what season are you walking through that's so difficult that you need to to process what feelings are you experiencing and you, you talked about that idea of 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 therapy and, and walking alongside uh, those hurts, those hangups, those things that are just causing this idea of I'm not experiencing the fullness of what I can be in this season. Be honest about those things with, with professionals. You know, I'm no stranger to counseling. I know you mentioned you're no stranger to counseling. This podcast is all about helping people just find the right frame of mind, the right mode of thinking so that they can, like you said, just experience the, the life that God has for them mm-hmm. in, the, in the right ways. And so taking inventory, being honest, being willing to wrestle, you, you've talked about this idea of, of holding the joy, holding the sorrow in your hands and, 
and sort of it, 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 it waiting at different times. Joy is going to be heavier sometimes. It, it, and by heavier, I mean, it's, you're going to experience more than sorrow, but then sometimes in that sorrow, being able to say like, okay, there's a lesson that needs to be learned. There's experiences that I need to, to just really, you know, feel and, and learn from, and there are people that I need to gather around. And, and so I, I, I love that you've expressed that. I think in light of the spiritual, you talked about, you know, often if Jesus were to be walking right now here on earth, you know, I, I don't think we'd find him where we think we would find him. I, I think that's beautiful because then it, it, it opens the idea for us. It opens up our minds to, to, to maybe start looking in places uh, for God that we wouldn't really be looking for him in our, in our, in our present life, you know, in our own personal journey with him. And so for you, Nikki, like, has, has there been a place in scripture, uh, any Bible verses that you've like held tight to that you would say like, for me to experience more, I need to either be reminding myself of this scripture. I need to be meditating on his word day and night. What were those places that you're finding in God's word that, and they're helping you really live out this idea of more? Yeah. I mean, I think whenever this whole concept for more was coming into fruition in my own mind, Ephesians 3, 20 through 21 was massive for me. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that has worked within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I mean, that just cast this gorgeous vision of this more mindset that really extends beyond us. It, it locates more within the church. It locates more within generations and generations to come. And I think that lineage, I mean, that's really, I think the honest way to find more is that it it exceeds our lifetime. It exceeds our own experiences and it flows out into others. So that was huge for me. Another thing is just stories and scripture. I also really appreciate that scripture is not what you think it is. I was listening to a Bible teacher say recently, like it's almost more like sometimes like a real housewives show than it is like a Bible story that you would expect. Like it's wild. There's some stuff happening in there. And I mean, it's crazy. The things that you see people navigating and the way God intersects that it, it's really beautiful, but unexpected. And there's a story that I've been kind of fixated on lately. Um, I was actually having another conversation on a podcast and we were talking about this idea of being expectant, even when you're not expecting. So when something there's been a loss, this expecting that you've had has, has changed. That's been true for my story is my husband, Scott and I have been starting our family. We've faced unexpected loss in our pregnancy so far, which is so heartbreaking. So it's like, that's where my wrestle is right now. Well, how can I still remain expectant? And there's this story in scripture uh, that is unexpected in that way. And it's of Hagar in Genesis 16. And I won't go all the way into it, but essentially she is this Egyptian servant of Sarai. This is pre-name change. So she's not Sarah yet. She's Sarai. And there's this tension that happens. There's this really messy circumstance that happens where now Hagar is carrying Abram's child. And there's this tension between her and Sarai. And so she actually leaves. She, as a pregnant woman, flees into the wilderness, which it's like what resources were available to her in that time. I mean, she's truly alone and scared and frustrated and just wondering what's going to happen. Uh, but in verse seven, it says that the angel of the Lord found her, Hagar, by a spring of water in the wilderness. And this conversation conversation takes place. And the angel of the Lord calls her by name. He calls out to her, Hagar. And from that place, he speaks to where she is and where she's going. 
and just gives her some encouragement for what to do next. And from this interaction that Hagar has with the angel of the Lord, it gives her a different perspective on who God is. And she calls out and she names the Lord Elroy, the God who sees me. And in that moment in scripture, she becomes the very first person to ever give God a name. And it comes from a very unexpected person in a very unexpected circumstance. And so it's stories like that for me that have been very, very helpful to know that she wasn't disregarded by God because of her circumstances or because of her challenge that she had for her situation, but that God was able to see her and to speak to her directly and personally in a way that moved her heart and changed the course that she took next. And in that conversation, the angel of the Lord spoke to her and what would happen next with her son and with the generations to come. And I think that God has that. Like I said, this is available to all of us. It's not just available only in this time of the beginning of the Bible and the end of the Bible. Like we, the Lord is still engaging with us today in very unique and personal ways. And so I think scripture reminds me of that. It also reminds me that we're in the middle of the story. As, as long as we're breathing breath on this side of eternity, we haven't seen the end of the story yet. So we don't know what God is capable of and what will happen next in our lives and in the stories that we're carrying with us. And so I think scripture really helps me in that way. And I was even just thinking about this story with Hagar and also about kind of our conversation so far. But uh, I heard someone say recently that, you know, we were mentioning that tension of holding joy and sorrow in one hand and in the other, and that you want to, you want to resolve it. I often am pursuing resolution. I want the sorrow to disappear and I want the joy to increase. Like I want it to work that way. But sometimes it's actually that tension between those two things that actually creates and produces a sound. So you think about a string on a guitar and how it's the tension that creates the sound. So sometimes, even in scripture, we don't see the resolution that we want, but we see in this tension of this moment with Hagar and the angel of the Lord that we actually see this song come out of that place and this sound come up. And so that is where scripture is helpful to me. It's not always just a conclusion or like a silver bullet, but it kind of paints a picture for me. Right. Like, I, there's so many points that we could we could bounce I know, I know. From, from everything you just said. It, it's incredible. I, I think con- considering the source, let's start back with Paul, mm. Ephesians three twenty. Like that man's life before knowing Christ, when he came to know Christ, and then the fruit thereafter. I think that beautiful picture of just his life and 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 looking and identifying the more of of what Paul experienced. Man, joy, sorrow, beatings, betrayal, prison. And then he could still pin a letter and say, you don't understand. You can't fathom or even imagine what God wants to do in and through you. And because of his willingness to, to wrestle in the tension, to, to make a, a song essentially out of his life, like look at the birth of the church and look where we're at today because of the obedience of, of Paul and wanting to experience that more. I think, I think it's beautiful what you said in terms of, of Hagar. And that's a story, especially, you know, New Testament or Old Testament, Genesis, like people will just brush over. Yeah. Cause there's some complicated aspects to that story. Like they're unresolved. They're complicated, but true to the character of God 
in the complicated parts of our story, in the complicated parts of history, God is able to write a redeeming story for his people, people who are called by his name to experience more with him and in the people and with the people around them. And so with that, I kind of want to talk through and, and maybe press in a little bit for friendships, relationships, community. You know, we've talked about this idea of experiencing more in the spiritual with, with God and wrestling and, 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 and finding joy and, and holding and holding sorrow. And, And then knowing like he's a redeemer, God who can redeem our story and redeem all parts of, of, of who we are and, and, and make something of our lives. With that, though, you, you've, you've hinted at this as we've gone along. There are elements of our community and, and, and our relationships and our friendships that God wants to use to experience more. You talked about that in, in the season of life that you were walking in with losing your dad and, and just the, the hardship there. Like, let's, let's press in a little bit. How does mm-hmm. someone really truly tap in and experience more? Let's talk about within their community or with their friendships. Oh, for sure. I mean, I have already shouted out my people, my community, my counselor, my husband. Like, I think that I'm a reflection of the people that I've been surrounded by and I'm better for it. I'm so much better for it. And I mean, I think about that season where we were walking through that grief and the way that people showed up in our life was such a tangible expression of God's love. And I think there are opportunities in our life where we are that tangible expression, but also where we get to receive receive that. And I think there's a gift in both of those. So, I mean, I think that's one place where we get to see this more happen. I also just think about how my understanding of who God is and how he's moving in the world and in the church has been expanded by creating relationships with people who express their faith differently than I do. Maybe they belong to a different church in our community, or they um, are part of a different denomination, or maybe they even are just in a different part of the country or of the world. That has expanded my understanding of who God is in a massive way. Um, I believe that's contributed to the more in my faith, because you know we all come from our own set of background, our own hometowns, our own states, our own you know family patterns, all of those things. But as I've continued to have relationships with people who are different than me, that has just been such a gift to my life. So I think that's a big encouragement as well as just don't despise the small beginnings. I mean, sometimes uh, there might be someone who's listening who says, well, I just don't have that community. I don't have those friends. I don't have those people like you have. And I think that it's easy for us, especially post lockdown, to get discouraged because the big beginnings of a relationship can be small and they can be awkward. Like those first coffee dates or, you know, whatever can just like, it can feel funky. And so you're just not sure of uh, just what to do next. And so I would say, don't despise the small, the small beginnings. If there's someone who you've taken note of at church that you're like, oh, I'd love to learn from that person, seek them out and ask if you can grab coffee with them. Or maybe you work a shift with someone at your job and you're like, we just get along so well. And it seems like our conversations are really moving into a deeper place, like get a meal with that person outside of work or, um, even looking back at your life and just recognizing some people that the Lord has put in your path that maybe you've lost touch with, like just pick up the phone and give them a call. I I think especially in this season, the holiday season, like it is 
okay for us to make those invitations and those connections. And I think it's just really well received at this time. And yeah, it's, you just never know what the Lord can do with those places. Yeah. Pressing into more within community, it opens up a layer for, for, for us to, or it exposes a layer essentially that, that can be sort of vulnerable. Um, you're not wanting to share or do, do I share this at all? Am I sharing too much? Like, should I reach out to that person? You know, I, and I, I love what you said, like, do it, like, don't despise the small beginnings because it, it could lead to something that is flourishing, that is growing, that is sharpening. Um, that's a lot of my story. You know, I, I really have pressed in to my community, not always easy at times because it's the people that know us the best that can sometimes hurt us the worst, but there is sometimes necessary wounding that needs to happen in community. And I, I think for myself, I've experienced a growing, a sharpening in my own life, spiritually, relationally, because of the community around me and, and, and wanting more and, and, and being sort of unsatisfied with, wait, this is surface level. And I want to, I want to get deeper into who this person is, what they have to offer, because I know that it can help me. And so for those of us who, who are in that, in that place of, Wanting to experience more in your in relationships, like like Nikki said, be be open. Don't hesitate starting small, but also be willing to be vulnerable. I think that's absolutely awesome. yeah. I mean, and I think that's a big thing too. Is I've learned to trust people, and and it is important to know who you can trust in your life, but to trust people with your feelings. Like I said, Enneagram Seven, I don't want to sit in that painful place, but I've learned that when I offer someone in my life, a family member or a friend, my real feelings, like, hey, I'm really having a hard time with this. It doesn't even have to be directed at them. It could be personally. I'm just feeling like stuck, or I just feel disappointed, or I'm. I'm feeling sad that has progressed my friendships in such massive ways that I don't think would have happened. Like you said, if we withhold that vulnerability and it can be scary, like you said, people can use it against you. I heard someone say the other day, the church would be perfect if it didn't have people in it. And that's so true. Like it's, it's messy. People are messy, but I have also seen there just be so much fruit that comes out of those relationships when we are honest and open with kind of the hard things in our life. Yeah. This idea of more is something that we all have the ability to tap into. It, it is not, you know, just for one person, one people group, one sect of the church. You know, you don't have to be the pastor, or the worship leader to experience more with God. You can be the everyday person sitting in the pew, just wanting to serve God and experience more. We had this interview um, a few weeks back with Valerie Burton. And I loved what she said, this idea of, of living on mission. And, you know, Jesus has a mission and the enemy has a mission. And Jesus' mission essentially said, he says, you know, I came to give life and to give life more abundant for people, for, for, for my followers. And then the enemy, he says, you know, the enemy is here to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And so, you know, Nikki, I think that you have really done an incredible work in, in talking about how how to live out this more peace. And, and to experience more, you've got to have some sort of mission, some sort of push behind you to you know pick yourself up by the bootstraps, press on, press on, um, move forward with no matter no matter what the situation looks like. And so I kind of want to just step in quickly before we wrap up, like into the professional. You know, you've got a mission, you're on mission, 
more is just a part of who you are. Um, but you do some really cool things professionally and, and just let our listeners know, like, how are you experiencing more in the professional? Yeah. I mean, I mentioned at the beginning of this that I have the privilege, truly the honor to be a part of the A21 team. And like I said, we're a global anti-human trafficking organization. And when I first stepped into this work, I had a general understanding of the problem of human trafficking, but I also didn't really understand how to locate myself in that solution. And I think that's what led to a disconnect for many years where I saw people getting really excited and jumping into the anti-trafficking movement. And I didn't, I didn't for a while because I just couldn't understand the role that we could actually play, like in our cities, in our towns. What does that look like? I, I don't have a ton of wealth to give, or I, I don't feel like I have like a special set of skills. I don't know what that looks like. And the more that, I, like I said, I took that first step and just kind of got involved as a volunteer is where it started. And then from there, the more I learned about the solution to this issue that I do believe grieves God's heart, I started to understand where I was located in the solution and how I could assist other people in finding their place. And so that is what my job is now. My whole job is just connecting people to the work that we do and helping them understand how they can have a role or play a part in the solution within their context, within their profession. And so professionally for me, that has been a huge mission for sure. But I think even on a practical level, just again, having awareness of your skills and of those places that can be challenging for you, but being willing to raise your hand for projects that can either help you grow or can help feed that thing that gives you life is just hugely important in finding more out of the work that we do. And I mean, there are so many people who are supporters to our organization that would diminish the job that they work from nine to five, Monday through Friday. Well, it's not this or, you know, you guys are doing this. But I have seen how those people have used their time and the customers they're connecting with and the coworkers that they're with to use that as their mission field. So, I mean, again, just not to neglect where God has you um, and to assume that it looks like something. Because like we said, more is found in a lot of those unexpected places. And maybe you're working a job in retail in this season, and that could be the front line of maybe it is for just ministry, just ministering to people, just being kind to them. Or you never know, even in the work that we do, if you're working in a retail position, you're seeing so many people in a day. If you have even a little bit of awareness of what this can look like, you might be able to intervene in a situation that is unsafe for someone. So I would just encourage anyone listening not to neglect where you are uh, and what that could look like and to dream and work out how you can fit this mission into your profession. That's so awesome. No matter where you're at, you know, where God has you, it, it could be spiritually, relationally, even professionally, there is an opportunity for you to experience more. And so Nikki, how we like to close out the podcast each episode is just to give the guests the opportunity to take, take over the mic. I think you have brought some incredible words this episode, but I was just, I want to leave it to you. Someone listening today, how would you encourage them? How would you speak into their life as we close out the episode? Yeah, I think I would just remind you that your life is important and 
that you have this ability to find more. Like I said, it's accessible to all of us. It's not reserved for a specific person or personality. So just remember that as you're engaging in this and to remember that it also is developed over a lifetime. If I can, in in this last minute, I just wanted to speak a blessing over the people that are listening that are kind of pursuing this more, this more mindset. I would say as you seek out more in your life, I just pray that you're quickly acquainted with God's presence. I bless the questions and the challenges that come to mind and believe that there will be true fruit from these overlooked and often underloved places. I ask the Lord to bring incredible people into your life that can be friends, family, teammates, mentors. And I pray that you recognize where to locate yourself within the community around you. I ask the Lord for blessing over the more for your life specifically, that it will exceed any dream, vision, or hope that you have, and that you won't turn away or turn back if it looks different than what you first expected. And then finally, just during this holiday season, I ask for more hope, more wonder, more connection, more love in the days that are remaining this year. So give us eyes to see you where we don't expect you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Nikki, thank you for that. Thank you for just living out this this concept of more relationally, spiritually, and and just encouraging our listeners today. You have you have impacted so many. I I cannot wait to see the fruit of of what's to come because you know you spoke truth and and you're and you're living it. It's it's encouraging. And so, Nikki, thanks for being on the Built Different podcast. We can't wait to have you back with us again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Built Different Podcast. My good friend, Nikki, she really knocked it out of the park with those truths. I hope it was as encouraging to you as it has been for me. And listen, to close out this week's episode, I'll remind you that you do not have to settle for the status quo. What you're currently experiencing, what you're currently just dealing with, you don't have to tolerate and you don't have to put up with anymore and you don't have to live there any longer. If you're feeling tension or wanting more in your spiritual life, in your relationship with others, you need to recognize that that tension that you're feeling could be the power of God nudging you to step out in faith and obedience. And that's when he will do the work of immeasurably more. Take the next step, begin to walk in the abundant life that God has called you to. See you next week on the Built Different Podcast.